You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What will we see from the Cowboys on Saturday? Well, it's a Thursday here on the Blogging Boys Podcast Network. I'm with my guy, Tom Ryle. I'm your boy, Roy White, and you can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter. You can also follow me at RW3 there on Twitter as well. And you can get all the great content from Blogging the Boys at bloggingtheboys.com and by following them for the fastest news alerts on any social media platform that you got. They kind of do it all the way around. So with that being said, Tom, we are on the eve, on the cusp almost, not quite the eve, but on the cusp of the Cowboys playing their first preseason game. And preseason games, you know, for the uninitiated, are a lot different than they were just even a few years ago. Um, In most cases, teams like the Cowboys that have well-established pieces and know what they're going to get from a dozen or more players will simply hold those guys, and you won't see a minute of the likes of Dak Prescott, probably CeeDee Lamb, and we could name a slew of others, Tom. Yeah, I, yeah, I expect that all of the starters are going to be held out this game, and it's going to be an interesting question how much we see of them at all this year just because of how preseason has changed. You know, the whole function of the, the preseason games has evolved tremendously. I can remember the day when there were six preseason games and only 10 or 12 regular season games because these players came in and training camp and preseason was to get into shape basically from scratch and, you know, as well as learning installs and all that stuff. Uh, And everybody competed. Everybody played in those games. Uh, And then as the contract values went up, more money was involved, uh, the uh, the league wanted to get into more regular season games because the uh, the broadcast and streaming people were willing to pay more for those, and wanted to see less preseason games, which draw fewer less fewer eyeballs. We we went down to four, and now we're down to three. And the old idea of the dress rehearsal game, traditionally the third game out of four for most teams is not even being used by some teams. Uh, It's an open question how many of the starters will ever see a snap in preseason because you don't want to risk their season against some, you know, third stringer that's not going to make his roster trying to show something and hurting a player just by being real aggressive or just a good, even a good solid legal hit can lead to an injury. And so these have now become, for the Cowboys, especially, I think, now that we're seeing the first time that there's only going to be one big cut down after the third preseason game. That means 
all of the players, <clears throat> you know, on the, the bottom two-thirds of the roster will get three games to try and get on the field, try and let the coach let them have some snaps, so they can try and prove something. Um, and it's I think it's much more about just evaluating those guys, seeing how they go up against some players in different uniforms. And so we're we're not gonna we're not gonna see a real competition environment. It's become a real extension of practice. Well, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit there because okay. it, I I think we get a competition environment. We just don't get it at the level that we get when the very best players are out there. Because make no mistake about it, even though we're not going to see Dak Prescott or CeeDee Lamb or Trayvon Diggs or Micah Parsons or the list goes on and on and on, the players that will be out there, either the young rookies in Mozzie Smith or Eric Scott, my pet cat, or, you know, Demarion Overshawn, um, all those guys are going to be out there and going to be competing for an opportunity to make a name for himself, to make a place for themselves on this roster. So. I agree with you that it's not the competitive level that we'd like, and that's why the eyeballs aren't there. Because, look, it's the same reason that, unfortunately, lesser quality football leagues don't get the same eyeballs as the NFL. Because we know that the quality of the game is not going to be the same. Just as much as on the line in terms of potential you know, physical ailments and what it means to the guys out there, they're playing for the opportunity to continue to play football. So with that being said, right, we have plenty to look forward to, I believe, when they kick off on Saturday. And we can start to list a few of those things, Tom, because you've actually put together an yeah. article of, of things you can look for there. Yeah, I I will I will kind of go along with you, but I, I think it's possible they can hold Mozzie Smith out. Remember, he had an MRI for a tendonitis problem. They might want to hold Yeah, him. you're right. I overspoke oh. there. We don't know the situation with Mozzie. Yeah. But and, it's probably likely they hold him out given the scare they had he this week. Yeah. Overshone, uh, we'll, they'll probably want to see him because I think they're trying to mold him into a hybrid player, and he looks to be doing very well. And, yeah, I, you, I think you have to see Scott just because you're getting down into the numbers where you've got to play these guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things that's interesting, a uh, specific thing that I, I really thought about, uh, I'm really looking to see not only the players on the field, but when they play and how many how the snaps are divided up. And the, the, the one clear example is backup quarterback, Cooper Rush and Will Greer are now in kind of an unexpected competition to be Dak Prescott's primary backup. Uh, in a situation like this, with only having two quarterbacks, you, you think that, well, the guy that's ahead on the depth chart would get the first half. The other one would come out and get the second half. But if they do something like split it up by quarters – that means that they're trying to, I think, that means that they're trying to see Will Greer playing behind a better version of the offensive line to give him a chance. Because the second half of preseason games, when you've got your third and fourth stringers out, the, out there on the offensive line, is, you know, open season on the four quarterbacks. Because the, uh, the third and fourth string pass rushers are generally better 
than the third and fourth string offensive linemen just because their job is a little more simple. They've got it's a little more basic. They just have to go out and try to get around their man and go try to make a play. Uh, so you get quarterbacks running for their lives uh, and throwing the receivers who are maybe not running the best routes and don't have the timing and and are more limited. So if they give Greer some first-half snaps, that means this is a wide-open competition. And if he takes the field first, then I think we, we've got a real hint about that. So just who lines up to start the game begins to tell us a little something. And – now, the Cowboys do kind of have this traditional thing of favoring the veterans, so you'd think that Cooper Rush is going to be the first guy out there. But let's see how he does, and let's see how he handles it. And they are going to be behind a kind of makeshift line situation because the, the line depth is one of the huge questions. It's something I think we're going to be watching intently, which is difficult to watch in preseason games. Uh, you generally have to go back and, and be someone that goes through the video and, and freezes and notes who's lined up out there. And frankly, they don't show the games very well. They too often cut away to interviews in the booth and nonsense like that, that I just, you know, they do their interview, but keep the picture up for me, please. Just keep the interview in a little box. They usually don't do that enough. So we'll just have to see how it goes. I definitely agree with your point. Like we can absolutely read something in how the quarterbacks take their snaps. Uh, now, I suppose we might not know the totality of the Cowboys intentions there until game two, because there's the possibility they could go uh, rush gets start in week one rear gets start in week two. But I agree with you. If we see both of them getting snaps behind the same offensive line units, that's a little bit more telling than if Cooper takes snaps with the twos and will take snaps with the threes. I absolutely think there's something to be said for that. And it's an important aspect of this roster. Hopefully it doesn't mean, you know, one of them is playing behind a bad offensive line and he gets smashed. And now we're down a quarterback. But, hey, that's the preseason. At least it's not Dak. Yeah. And, and I mentioned who lines up to start the game. Uh, you know, there's some great things to look for because uh, let's say they come out in 11 personnel right off the bat. Who is lined up as the running back? Because they're, they're not probably not going to put Tony Pollard out there. That will probably give us a clue as to who the coaches are looking at. Is it Malik Davis? Is it Rico Dowdle? Is it Deuce Vaughn? You know, if they line up Deuce Vaughn as the lone running back uh, to start the game or very early in the game, that says that they have a definite big role in line for him. Uh, what do they do with the tight ends? This is one where I think you could see everybody, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, uh, Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, and, you know, you might just see uh, Ferguson and Hendershot on a limited more, which makes a certain sense. So there's different ways they can use this. Uh, that'll tell us something. And I'm really interested to see who the first three wide receivers are because uh, I think we're to the point now where you, you've got the three guys we know are starters in C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. And I, <laughs> I, I will be throwing stuff at my TV if any of them are lined up in this game. Just don't do it. But, you know, out of, out of the next four, which is, you know, Jalen Tolbert, Kavani Turpin, uh, 
you know, uh, Semi Falco and Jalen Brooks, who would be your three that would line up in 11 personnel? That tells me who the guy that's chasing is, uh, you know, and you can read too much in it because it could certainly change over the course of the intervening practices where some guy suddenly starts to shine and another guy falters. Uh, but yeah, I'm really interested to see that is. Uh, defense is just, you know, there's just, there's some, some depth on this defense. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see some of those guys out there because I think the, uh, the second and third string defenders are going to look good no matter who they're lined up against this preseason. Well, they're as loaded as they can be on the defensive line. So loaded, in fact, that, you know, that's a conversation we'll have about who winds, winds up being the odd man out, I think is a guy that almost immediately gets picked up somewhere else in the NFL, whoever it yeah. winds up being. But before we get to that, I want to step back to the running back position specifically and what we can learn from yeah. that because – that one in preseason games, these guys get such a raw deal, Tom. Not only do they get underpaid, right? Not only do they get frozen out of contracts or contract negotiations to where, hey, we're just not going to raise this scale any further, but they've also got to prove themselves in the preseason to even get to a point where they can then prove themselves at a later time. And the reason for this is because of the so few padded practices, right? No one really has a gauge of how well these guys take hits how well they hold up against tackling, right? Actual NFL tackling. And that's something that can really only be replicated, right? They got 10 padded practices, but even then guys aren't tackling all the way through. They're encouraged not to, to keep guys from being injured. So it's only in these moments where Deuce and Rico and Malik can, and Libke, right? Your guy can make yeah, a name uh, for themselves and, really show what they're capable of in my opinion it's yeah. a critical opportunity for the running backs and and then there's the the double whammy thing because now they're running behind a suspect offensive line and maybe not getting the blocks to show what they can really do they're getting met in the backfield all the time you know what but the the cowboys coaching staff may not mark them poorly for that but yeah. one thing I will say, keep an eye on for what those guys are asked to do. How much are they asked to pass block? And how good are they at helping out in the pass blocking game? Specifically Vaughn. Like, it'll be an interesting, weird thing to say, hey, watch how the little guy blocks in the backfield. But okay. it will absolutely be a question that the Cowboys coaching staff is wanting answered. Yeah, he's going to go up against guys that are 100 pounds heavier than him. You know, that's mm -hmm. just... That would just be the the rule, uh, and the other a, another thing that we have to be cautious about too is remember we're not going to see much of the playbook. Uh, I would expect preseason games are typically very vanilla, very basic. We don't see a lot of stunts on the the defensive line. Uh, they keep things keep things very simple. We don't see a lot of gadget plays or or the kind of thing, creative things that they might do with a Vaughn or, or a Turpin or something like that. Uh, but maybe they're going to roll a few things out just because they want to try something against some, you know, actual competition, as you said, because, you know, that's a great unknown. So I would, I, it would be fun to suddenly see something go like, 
whoa, that was an interesting play. And then the coaches on the other sideline are probably going to be griping about them doing it because they're trying to be all vanilla and everything. But, you know, you never you never know. Uh, you, you notice we keep talking about the O-line. We keep coming back to that. Uh, I really, really would love to, to have somewhere where they were doing video that was nothing but the line. The whole game for preseason, they just focus on the line. So we've got video of every one of the backups out there and how they are or aren't getting their job done. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not a video grinder, but there are some people that would just chop that up so much and just come up with so much information for us to digest. Uh, you know, I, I just I really want to see how, how things go with the line. Uh, I, because we need to see some people kind of starting to step up, you know, Matt Willesko, who missed last season, you know, how is he going to hold up and tackle? Um, you know, a, a same Richards is going to get, you know, I, I would, would not be surprised to see him get more than just the half of work, uh, yeah. run him into the second half some, you know, cause he's, they've got to see real quick what they've got with him because they're going to keep him, you know, that. And they need to develop him uh, in case he's ever called on. Uh, you know, uh, I can't remember the new guy that's looking to emerge uh, as possibly the backup center. Uh, uh, it seems like some Hoffman? guys moved. Yeah, Hoffman, I think, has moved ahead of Alec Lundstrom. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I you know, what, what are they going to do with those guys? Is this, is this the last hurrah for Josh Ball, which I'm kind of quietly pulling for? Uh, to be the last hurrah, uh, you know, I, I think they've kind of spent enough time on him. It's, it, there's no further reason to con- continue the experiment. So, yeah, it just there's a lot of stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, unfortunately, you know, they don't have a lot of options there. I mean, you say we're going to have to see a lot of these guys. Some of these guys will play probably close to the whole game because if you're going to sit your entire starting five, and I expect them to, right, outside of Zach Martin not being there to begin with, then you've only got 10 other linemen to even play. If one or two go down, right, guys are playing for this entire game. So I expect to get extended looks at these guys, and yeah, as you said, for a lot of them, it's an opportunity, even if it's not with the Cowboys, to show that they can at least, you know, earn a spot in the National Football League, and that's what yeah. they'll be trying to accomplish. Guys like Ball, and you know, to a lesser extent, uh, you know, Farniak. Well, let's go. I, I mean, they're here, right? And they're probably here to stay this year. But you know, guys like that do need to establish themselves that they want to have a long-term career in the NFL. Yeah, and and yeah, I could see that we it, some of the linemen won't see any action until like the fourth quarter, uh, unless they're mm-hmm. on special teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and and that's you know that's the other thing. Uh, even with 
a lot of your people sitting out, you're still going to have like 65, 70 guys you want to take a look at. And there is no, you know, you don't have the, the 40, I guess it's now 48 man limit since you, you the, the, the third quarterback is kind of a, a special case. Yep. So you're, they're going to be trying to rotate a lot of these guys out. Uh, if there's a guy you don't see hardly at all in the first preseason game, uh, you can kind of put a camp body stamp on him because his his time with the Cowboys is rather limited if they're not even giving him a chance to go out and try. And, you know, they've got they've got some some players that, you know, you, there's people out there that you're going to hear their names and, and most of us are going to go, wait, uh, I forgot he was on the roster. Who is he? But hmm. you've got other guys, you know, like Wanye Thomas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his, his name right, but that guy has stood up and, and, you know, you know, they're, that, you know, Donovan Wilson's not there. I'm, I'm suspecting uh, McCuomo and curse uh, and hooker. How much do they want to put any of those much, any of those guys on the field? So, you know, Thomas, we're going to get a heavy dose of uh, Marquise bell uh, is going to be out there a lot. Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, this is, they have, players they consider proven quantities uh and they don't need to be looking at them especially especially in the first game a lot of this stuff is possibly amplified in the first preseason game just because uh it is the first preseason game things are ragged and, and 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 just across the board and when things are ragged and people aren't performing the way you expect them to that just increases the chance of injuries and accidents no question about it. Uh, there's a lot of guys to have an eye on there, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. Not so much on the line again, because I think all the names you know are well established. And, you know, outside of, you know, Billy and Fajoko, uh, that's the only one, uh, Viliami, rather, Fajoko, outside of him, he's the only one that I think is like a name worth keeping an eye on on that defensive line that could crack this roster. That you haven't already heard of. Am I wrong yeah. there? Is there anybody else that sticks out or that has caught your eye? I mean, obviously, Isaac Alarcon is still here, so that's a name people recognize, although he's never played a snap in the you know professional uh, season. But yeah, yeah, I and I expect them to give him a lot of a lot of time, but it is likely to be in the second half. Uh just just to give him a chance. I He's an interesting experience, a good human interest story. It's just with what they've got in the defensive line right now, uh, you know, once again, I think he has to be just – I don't know if with the international pathways thing. I don't know how many uh, shots he has at making the practice squad, but that's the only place I really see him having room. Uh, now, a guy who's got a lot on, on the line, I think, is Quentin Bahama. You know, because with with Jonathan Hankins and Mozzie Smith, is is there any room for him? Would the Cowboys carry uh, more than two nose tackle types? And there's a maybe because maybe they actually look at Mozzie Smith as being able to play both interior positions, uh, lining up as a one tech and a three tech. Because there was there was a time uh, during practice when they had him lined up next to Hankins, and I was thinking, wow. And, and then I was thinking, 
how crazy could they get with this? But you know, if they're they're trying to stop the run, put they they did have, I believe, at least one play where Smith, Hankins, and Bohana were all on the field, and I I consider that my, the Jalen Hurts stopper trying <laughs> to find a way to stop that Eagles quarterback sneak. You'd be the first. You'd be the first that could stop that. But hey, the Cowboys have got to be attempting something. I I I would imagine they probably have cooked up a plan that might be right right there in line with what you described. That could be exclusively what they use that package for. And I wouldn't be surprised if they throw that out there either. Uh, as I already said, a name that I'm just excited to see, Eric Scott, number 37. He was a sixth rounder there at cornerback. And I expect him to get a lot of run because uh, right now, you know, he's probably the second, he's probably the number two or three outside cornerback behind obviously Gilmore and Diggs and Bland. So, you know, at that yeah. point, he's in that conversation and he should get a lot of looks. Yeah, and, and Bland is probably going to be when they're they're lining up for real games. If Jordan Lewis isn't back, then Bland is probably your slot corner, as I understand it, his usage. Uh, and so that would make Scott, the, you know, the next man up. And there have been times the Cowboys have run out four corners and stuff. Uh, so there's, you know, a lot going on. The guys that this becomes crucial for is like Kelvin Joseph. I mean, boss man fat needs to step up and show something, mm -hmm. especially with Scott coming in and kind of taking things by storm. Uh, Joseph, I think, is hanging on by his fingernails right now. How about uh, Nation Wright? I think Wright is pretty safe. Uh, okay. I think they will find a way to keep him and Scott somehow. Uh, although with Jordan Lewis comes back, do they go heavy corner light on safety? Because then all of a sudden you look at that safety group. You know, you you you've got Wilson, you've got uh, Hooker, you've got Curse, Mukwamu, uh, you've got Mukwamu. Uh, you know, you've got Marquise Bell who's kind of shown out. Do you want to just go four safeties? Six corners. Uh, I don't think they can go more than 10 defensive backs because they're going to keep a, a, a boatload of defensive linemen this year because there's so much talent. You know, it's strange. Uh, you know, I, I are we going to see it? if we see a lot of Dante Fowler that to me that says they ha they're having to think about whether he makes the team. If he doesn't see a lot of action, I think we can start sliding him over into the safe area. Uh, you know, because it's the uh, preseason games kind of are this inverse thinking. The less you see of a player who, who was on the team and had a major role last year, the more likely they're going to be, uh, you know, winding up on the 53-man roster. So watch Neville Gallimore. Uh, I expect they're going to work him a lot because they're having to get a, a take a long look at him because that, that defensive tackle room is suddenly so crowded. Uh, you know, because you've got Osi, Osa Digizua, uh, you know, Bahana's trying to work his way in. You've got Chauncey Golston, who who was really flashing last year, which to me we need to think of more than the fact that maybe we're not hearing his name called as much because, let's face it, Micah Partons and Demarcus Lawrence are just eating up the attention of the press. Mm -hmm. Well, and rightfully so, but, at, you know, at what cost the offensive line – Looks so bad uh, at times and depleted that we don't really know exactly what they are. Um, 
at this point in time. And we don't know what they're yeah. going to be as long as Zach Martin keeps sending mixed messages or the Cowboys can't keep sending mixed messages his way. Yeah, uh, just one aspect of this game that I do think Cowboys will be hanging around their televisions for, and one they might not normally pay much attention to the kick return game. Uh, Mike McCarthy has already stated that Cavante Turpin is not going to return kicks here in the preseason. So that means we get a healthy dose of Deuce Vaughn in that role as well. And then also in the kicking game, right? Brandon Aubrey, his job to lose, it appears as he's the only kicker on the roster. But yeah, that's, this is as much of a game situation for him as there as there could be, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, uh, you know, you, the Cowboys have always been very have been very aggressive under McCarthy going forward and fourth down. I think if they get to where they're in the range of like a 40-yard field goal, they're going to they're going to put Aubrey out there and see how he does. Uh, I think they would love to see him uh, you know, I think they would like for evaluation to see him have a shot at three or four decent length field goals and if if he makes it then they might be begin to relax a little but i fully expect there's going to be a veteran brought in at some time as competition for him uh it's you know i on the kick return thing i think they might also on, on like punts and kicks they might try to roll out some of these depth receivers to take a look at it uh, not just Vaughn. Uh, let's let's you know. Uh, let's see what Jalen Brooks does. That might be a way to get him onto the roster if he can be a special teams contributor, uh, which is what he'd have to do, I think, to to make it as say the sixth wide receiver. Because yeah, I I I think I'm you know you can pretty much consider Turpin and Tolbert. I think as locks. They've just had outstanding camps. And I don't see any problem with them. Could Fajoko get in, get into that mix? Uh, maybe they're going to give him a shot to see if he can find a way to to prove his worth to the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's everything you know that that there are there are things to try to watch for, which can make preseason games a lot more interesting because they can become pretty desultory affairs with a lot of punts. Uh, you know, where Brian Anger might get his leg really worn out if the, if the offense. We, we don't want to see that. We would like to see both both Rush and Greer have a chance to mount some lengthy drives, get the ball down there, and then, you know, they have all re-kick field goals. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about – I'd love to see some touchdowns, but I, I really I really can see them kind of like, okay, let's, let's be happy. You got a field goal, another field goal shot. And yeah, the end of the game score will not be my primary concern, but I do love the fact that they have two competent quarterbacks that they can send out there and at least feel like, hey, we're not throwing just a pile of mush out there for two quarters. Like there are some teams that have to deal with that and will have to deal with that, right? Playing their yeah. backups effectively means they're putting 10 other guys at risk to injury for two quarters because. Yeah that backup is not capable of doing just about anything. The Cowboys don't have that issue. So they should be able to get a decent look at the backup wide receivers, hopefully. And that's under the assumption, Tom, again, everything going back to the offensive line and how they hold up and how they work. So, Oh, 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 he said, we're also could get a real good look at this new quick release 
West Coast style offense, which is a great way to counter the fact that you don't really trust your pass blocking is get the ball out fast, which Dak Prescott has said that's going to be part of the offensive plan. And, you know, if Russian and Greer are going to back him up, they better be on board with that, doing well at it. So that's going to be something to watch. Is that ball coming out like in two seconds uh, just consistently? Uh, you know, and uh, if, it, if it results in a couple of picks along the way, well, don't get unhappy about that. Don't get too much on that because this is still a learning, growing experience as well as competition, okay? Well, you can trust the Cowboys fan base, Tom, to not ro- overreact to any interceptions. <laughs> so with that, uh, we look forward to hearing from what you're looking forward to when the Cowboys take on the Jaguars there on Saturday. Weird kick time, I believe, 5 p.m. there, Tom. Uh, yeah, I'd have to a look, look it that? up. Okay. Well, hey, just so you know, obviously we'll have you covered here on the pod, uh, here on the Blogging the Boys Network. We've got podcasts going up twice a day, all week long. We do it in the offseason, too, so it's not a new thing for us. But we'll keep you guys informed on everything going on with the Cowboys, of course. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel there. You can go see all of our great content, and we'll have live content before and after the preseason game with some of your reactions that you can engage in as well. So we would love to hear your thoughts on what you expect from the Cowboys. You can hit Tom and I up, or you can hit us up there on the bloggingtheboys.com website on the post as well. I just checked. Uh, according to what I pulled up, it's it's 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Okay, Eastern. Yeah, clarify. sorry. I, I thought it was – yeah, I'm glad you said that because I did think it was uh, Eastern Time, their local time. So, great. 4 p.m. Central Time. Of course, as I mentioned, we'll have all the reaction there on the YouTube channel. They're blogging the boys, so make sure you subscribe to that. For Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we'll see you next time.